National podcast. I'm joined by Gav, the Irishman who didn't get a flight over to the game, but Mike Creamer, who can't make tonight, did show it can be done. In fairness, he's flying from Ireland 45 minutes away. I'm flying from California 11 hours away. A little bit different, Nick. A little bit different. Okay. Have you ever been in Ireland before planning to fly to a game and not made it? Have I ever been in Ireland before? I grew up there. What the fuck do you think? You already know the answer to that. Oh, yeah, I was thinking of Kidderminster game. Oh, yeah, I didn't take a chance of booking a flight that may not actually fly out of Dublin to go to a game that I may not actually make because the flight, if it does take off, will probably be delayed. Excuses, excuses. Anyway, it's not, I think my, fault. We... It's not my fault airlines are a bunch of fucking pricks. <laughs> um, anyway, we sort of um, last time we had five games to cover, this time we only have the one, so might be a little bit more concentrated on this game. Probably a bit easier, rather than pop yeah. Place. Hopefully, so yeah. Forest game, I sort of um, went along. I mean, I thought before the game, I said before, you know what, I think we can get something. A couple of people at work said, no, not a chance, they're good at home, and we got something. Yeah, I think Chio said in his interview, they something about they hadn't they'd lost two games in their last 19 at home or something like that. Uh, so yeah, great point. And considering the way it came, even better, right? Yeah, because like you're 2 0 down. Little 10 minutes plus wherever they add on left and you're thinking this game's over and then all of a sudden the loot and never say die attitude pops up the only thing that really pissed me off about the game is that the coverage of the game apart from obviously outside of the the loot and town base the coverage of the game has been completely overshadowed by the fact that arsenal also came from two nil down to draw with chelsea i'm not bothered about that i was there i'm not but it's, like, it's that's what that's what's getting the mainstream coverage yeah. you know well, yes, yeah, it's, it's a later game anyway. But, I mean, going through the game, obviously, first half, they had some really good chances. I mean, I think the um, the one that spring that's mine is right in front of me was uh, Lockyer. There's kind of an absolute scramble, and Locke's just got his body in the way, hooked it off the line. Um, we weren't looking at class, but I think they were looking a lot more dangerous. And I think some of the expected goals difference was probably the highest. It's, the expected goals are the highest it's been. Um, but, again, Kaminsky made some good saves. The offence held firm. Went in at half time, all square. Um, then obviously second half, I think I was still having a half time beer. Heard this noise. Is that us? Looks the TV. No, it's not us. We're having a look and thinking, right? Is that offside? Thinking, no, that's been given. So it's uh, things you can do. And then it's obviously went back out there, and it's um, I think we sort of changed shapes. So sort of Barkley, sort of Barkley came on. Um, then they scored a second, and basic two 0 down. You're kind of thinking, that's it. We're not really going to get two away. Yeah. Pretty much that 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 was my thinking. Um, is that okay? This game is this game is dead and dead dead and buried. Let's just um not roll over completely. Let's not let let's not make this be a three or four nil defeat because 
let's face it, at the end of the day, goal difference may come into account to the bottom three teams. And right now we're the best of the bottom four. So you want to keep it that way, you know? Um, I think Rob, Ed Rob Edwards actually had a different approach to you. You're saying you don't want to roll over and make it 3-4-0. He made some very, very attacking substitutions. I saw some yeah. went on the forest for him, basically saying, sort of, you know, we brought the substitutions. We went, sort of, you know, uh, some, you know, by the back to four at the back and ends up basically two at the back, four midfield, four up front, effectively. And so I think he said after, right, yeah, we don't want to be saying, oh, 2 nil to roll over. We want to be fighting for everything onto this one. And he did. I mean, that's sort of obviously the substitutions made a big difference. Um, I know the Forest fans were furious about their substitutions, but just yeah. to go through them before we get to the goals, Ross Barkley, I think this is the best game you see, I've seen him have in losing shirt. And you look at his stats as 94% pass rate completion. So great. I know you can do anything with stats, but he looked like he was getting it. Did you just use stats? I'm so proud of you. <laughs> wow oh my god i think i'm gonna tear up here um yeah it, it was definitely his best game that i've that i've seen so far for for luton um and even but even with saying that there was still like you don't rest in your morals you always want to get better and he could he if forrest's third goal had been allowed it yeah. was on him losing possession yes, in that was, area yeah. you know good. um so it's, it's those little things that you want to try cut out but going forward and I, I think, like, that's why I keep saying if we can find a position for him that doesn't leave Nakamba completely isolated in that defensive midfielder role, if we can find a position for him, he showed that his passing and his ability and his his, his creativity and his eye for a pass, like, there, there was one there was one uh, piece in the second half, and I can't remember if it was 2-0 or 2-1 at this point, where him out of bio, and I want to say Ogbeni, or I think it was Ogbeni, linked up and it was just like it was the most fluid passing you ever seen it was all because he's seen Eli making that run you know um there, there's no doubting that there's no doubting Bar Barkley's vision but it's the other aspect of the game that it needs to be done when you're not playing for a top four or I guess six side now like here's the thing like you look at you look at a team like um Arsenal Okay, and I don't not say Man United. I was going to say Man United, but I knew it'd get me in trouble. Yeah, uh, you look at you look at a team like Arsenal, and you look at a player like Odegaard, and everyone's been raving about Odegaard for the last twelve months, eighteen months. You know, he's he's the uh, hair, hair hair apparent to the Bruyne's crown as the best player in the Premier League, or maybe even the best player in the world. And one of the things that you know about him is that. It, he's talked about because he's an attacking player and because he does all these, he, he assists, he scores goals. His defensive side of the game is not fantastic. Never has been. De Bruyne isn't either, you know? But yeah, you look at... You look at they, they've, got, they've got players who sort of, you get it, who won't make the mistakes, who don't need the people in front of them. Exactly. And the way so Arsenal, Arsenal have Rice and they have they played Jorginho there, they have Party there. Uh, Man City have Rodri, who is a phenomenal player. If you want to take United, United do it with Fernandez, and they have Casemiro and whoever wants to play beside him. You know, every great team does it. In that you have that one player who is it? Yes, is maybe a liability defensively, but what he gives you going forward can change games. And that's what I, I've said it before in this podcast. If we can find a way to not leave Nakamba completely and utterly isolated, then Barkley has to be in that team for his vision and his his creativity. Absolutely has to be. 
I mean, obviously, moving on with the game before you start going through sort of who's who of sort of, you know, uh, Premier League teams that you sort of, you know, do second guessing, because, you know, I'm going to slate you for that. <laughs> so, watch the losing games. Um, obviously, they've got, the, got the second goal. It's, um, it's, a, it's again came from a cre- cross. Um, you've got Kabori's on. Kabori, I think, probably should have maybe done better with the cross. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he's up against a tricky opponent. Um, it's a good header from the um, Kiwi bloke um, who scored two goals, whatever his name is. Oh, the um, most, the most, the most overrated striker in the world. I'm sure you scored two goals against us. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so two 0 You think there? But then it's um, we get way back into the game. It's um, now they've got two aspects. Obviously, the Forest fans and I think Match the Day said the same thing as well. Their defending was shocking. I mean, obviously, player slips that happens, but then they got six players ball watching. But odd Benny, he's quick on it, and that's it's you know he. It's instinctive, but you're not stopping that shot, are you? No, and it's exactly what you said. It's it's it's, it's instinctive because Forrest have a ton of players in the box. None of them react as quick as Ogbené did, you know, to that to that ball to the defender slipping to the ball coming into the box. It wasn't a great free kick. It was pretty fucking woeful, in fairness. You well, know, I think the Forest um, managed to say it was the worst delivery of the game, but yeah, it, it was it was a terrible free kick. It was an absolutely woeful free kick. But the defender slips. The forest player, the forest defenders, forest players don't react, and it's a case of Ogbené does, and he actually reacts the quickest. There was two things about that that I couldn't understand. Um, one, why, and I understand he's 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 a new player, and and that's kind of his mo. But why was Townsend taking the free kick and not Doughty, considering what Doughty doubt excuse me what Doughty's done over the last couple of weeks with free kicks and set pieces, and two. Why did the fuck did it take so long for VAR to rule that as a goal? It was plain and obvious in the first replay because no Luton Town player touches it once it leaves Townsend's boot. So the part you're looking you're looking from from Townsend, that's the part you're looking at. And it was obvious that every like it wasn't even the case of well Ogbené is onside, but this player is offside, and is he interfering with play? And now we got to look at this and we got to look at that. It wasn't like every single Luton Town player was onside, and yet it took them three minutes. Like, it was it was about three minutes, and at that point, I'm thinking it's a consolation goal anyway. Um, so point by point, Townsend, I suppose you've got a player who's kind of a proven international who should be able to deliver a ball. It was a terrible ball, but it led to the goal. Um, and yeah. I think that's probably why it's um, if you've well, you got a man and he's got the left foot, he's got an international left foot, and um, you're not going to lose that. That would probably be why he'd been put on sort of firm to take them. Um, as for the VAR. Yeah, I mean, I said we're sitting there thinking, okay, it's more of a consolation, but then we sort of celebrating. Then you see the VR check going up, and you're thinking, okay, as soon as you see that, you're thinking, are they going to disallow that? We didn't have the benefit of replays there, mm-hmm. um, but I think I did see on the highlights. I said it was quite tight when it comes in, but um, again, it's that it's a ridiculous offside rule, right? Is his toenail offside or not? And obviously, his toenail wasn't, so he's probably been playing on side by someone else's toenail. It's it's tight. Yeah, I I do agree with you. It's tight, but. From the first replay that you saw of that, or e- even if, if I'm guessing you watched the highlights, right? Yeah, I watched the highlights next morning. Okay. Yeah. So when you watch the highlights, your first instinct watching that at full speed, did you think it was onside? Now, obviously, you already knew it was, but did you did you look at that and go, oh, we got away with one there? No, it's, um, exactly. I mean, I think it's basically, you saw at the time, there was, there was no suggestion at the time it's offside, mm-hmm. as far as I, I could see. I just couldn't, like, I, I, I do agree with you, it's tight, but I, again, from the first replay, 
I could not understand from the life of me what they were looking at after that. That should have been a 30-second minute tops VAR check. I just do not get what they... I don't get what they were... Like, it honestly, like, when it went down... When it went on for as long as it did, I honestly thought they were looking for a reason to disallow it. I that's, think, uh, that's how I start to feel. When things normally go on that long, it's normally right they're going to send him some monitor. As soon as they send the referees to the monitor, obviously it's overturned. Yes. But they won't send him some yes. monitor for offside. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it honestly, it, it felt that way. It was probably the longest three minutes of my life. You know, it, it honestly felt like they were looking for a reason to disallow it. But then I think Coop made some more substitutions. I think he said basically their centre back, uh, whoever it was, their big centre back, he was struggling with injuries. So brought, yeah. So they brought on someone who um, I think a lot of the Forest fans said, right, okay, why on earth would you bring him on to cope with Adebayo brought on? Adebayo is big. The yeah. centre back is not. And then obviously, as time's ticking on, I think we've been pressing, we've been pressing. I mean, there's sort of, you know, Adebayo had a sort of decent chance his first touch. I think Woodrow had a snapshot at some point. Um, but then you've got Tom Lockyer, launched the ball into the box, and Adebayo, I've got to say, the, the control and finish was absolutely superb. He missed yeah. a scissor last week, but this one, he just killed it on his chest, beat his man for dead, and he just put in an absolute sings. It's it's one of those things where he scores the hard ones and misses the easy ones, it seems. Like, I, 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 don't, I, like, I don't get it, but what a finish. I mean, uh, as you said, absolutely fantastic touch to bring it down and then just to fire past the the uh the goalkeeper but what i will say you mentioned cooper's substitutions there i actually think that's when coop when forest went to two nil up that's when they lost that's when they lost the three points in my mind because mm-hmm. wood scores the second goal and cooper like like does something like this and then turns around and goes straight away as we're making changes, this game's over. I'm gonna rest some players, you know, get some players off the pitch. And I don't know if it was at that point or the next lot of substitutions that you're talking about, but he brought off Alanga, who was, let's face it, the most dangerous player on the pitch, without a doubt. You know, he was he he tore Reesburg apart in the first half, and I don't think Gabore did much better in the second. But after he came on for for Burke, I don't think he did much better. Like Alanga was the most dangerous player for either side on that pitch. And he took yeah, I that, so. and it, it 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 just did not make sense. That's when Steve Cooper lost the game. Because you, you look at it like as you as you said earlier, Luton went pretty much gung-ho. You know, we're, we're gonna try to get even even at two 2-0. It was like we're gonna try to get something from this game. We're gonna I'm gonna stick on Eloy, I'm gonna bring on Townsend, I'm gonna bring on Barkley. You know, they they, they, they went for it. Yeah. They went for it, they brought on Woodrow the next at the next uh the next stop. You know, and they went for it. Now, if you're Steve Cooper, you sit there and think, okay, that that's fine. They're 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 going to go attack, and we're dealing with them all right right now. I'm not going to make three substitutions all in one go. I'm going to leave a Langa on the pitch because now there's going to be more space for him. You know, I'm going to keep. Uh, was it Dominguez? I think was your player. He was he did pretty good for Forrest as well. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep him on the pitch because he's a threat, and I'm going to look at him, Alanga. Dominguez, Gibbs White, and Wood, and basically say, look, get at them every opportunity you can get because these players are going to tire. They're going to be going forward so much that you're going to have an opportunity to get to a goal. But you didn't. You just seemed to want to shut up shop. And I think well, that's where you see games, games international, also of Cubs, sometimes there's a temptation it's um, to sit in the lead, try and bring on defensive players there. And um, yep. yeah, if they're all the right work. players. 
But if people are throwing absolutely everything at you, there's obviously the chance something will go in. And um, I think I did see a few more comments from Forest fans. They're correct. And you can see their game plan. I think you've seen the couple of the pundits say it as well. They're saying, right, our game plan is basically to be strong, get as many crosses in the box as possible. And when we do get crossed in the box, get as many players around them, around them as we possibly can for knockdowns yeah. and anything else. Mm-hmm. We're not going to football sides. But if you put a cross in and you've got players competing for it, don't care how technically gifted you are, some of those are going to drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Totally agree. And like, I keep hearing this word for every single Luton Town game that I've watched is direct. Oh, they're direct. Yeah, we're direct. Like, there's times that we'll go from back to front really quickly, but there's times also where we'll get the ball on the ground, and we'll pass it around. Like, oh, we're not we, we're we, not a one dimensional team as some no. people seem to think. No, we we can we can play football. Uh, yeah. We can put some lovely passing moves together, but we can also sort of got these sort of you know we've got the we've got the players there. If you get the cross in, the players you can get on the end of it as well. And in this league, I think that actually works. So it's, um, I mean, I think I saw it's, um, yeah, again, match of the day. It's uh, one of the pundits there, Samika Riches. He was saying there was something about Luton. They're direct, they're big, but they've got something about them. He said, if you've got Burnley tried to pretty football, it's not working because they're playing against prettier footballers. Sheffield yeah. United is certainly no, showing no fight. Now, Rob Edwards, I think it was, um, there's one interview he gave. He mentioned fight about 11 times, I think, in the interview. And I think yeah. sometimes, hmm, what are he's focusing on? And that is it. It's a team, I think we've some like we've scored the sort of most late goals, you know, second most late goals in the league after the 75th minute or something like that. And that's because this team just do not give up. You know, we try and keep it down, but we're sort of obviously we don't try and sort of get turned over. Obviously, we've got the bullets to come, but we keep on fighting and keep on fighting to the end. So I do want to talk about Forrest's goals. So what did you think of Forrest's goals? Let's start with the first one. What did you think of the first one? Um, the first one, it's a good passing move, but I think Burke is on a booking. He gets turned a bit too easily. I mean, obviously, it's um, you are looking against, you know, I think it's would cost him 19 million or something from Burnley after three goals or something stupid like that. But I think it's um, you don't want your centre-backs or your right-backs or whatever what position was playing at the time, getting beaten there, um, coming through. It was a good passing move. I give him that. Um, you're going to be slightly disappointed defensively, but it will happen in this league. So when I watched it, the first, my instant reaction was, why is Dowdy coming across? Because Wood's right behind him. That leaves the space for Wood, Wood to get into to end up scoring a goal because he has so much space. And it was, my instant reaction was, why is Alfie coming across? You know, but then it dawned on me after watching the goal back, he's coming across because it's Alanga versus Burke. He obviously doesn't think, as you said, I think Burke was on the yellow card at that point. He obviously doesn't think Burke can handle Alanga. And he leaves Wood completely open. Alanga puts a nice ball. It's a nice passing move when he puts a nice ball through and Wood is able to finish it. But I like if if I'm being critical on one thing. And as we said, I don't think Gabore handled it much better in the second half. But I think Edwards got that tactic or that decision to play Burke at right back wrong. Just considering who he came up against. But I don't think, as you said, I don't think Gabore did much better. Gabore is good going forward, but Gabore, mm-hmm. I think, has shown he's not great defensively. Defensively is a liability. Yeah. 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 So, so maybe then, you- maybe then at that point you put you put Dowdy on the right. And you stick Giles on the left, or yeah, Giles, you stick, Giles can't you stick either. 
No, but Jaws wouldn't be coming up, coming up against Alangi. You'd have Alfie on Alanga, who Alfie mm-hmm. is more defensively sound. You'd be putting Giles against White Gibbs, who, while he was a threat, wasn't as big of a threat as Alanga was. But it's also making substitutions. You don't want, well, I suppose you don't want to make the defense substitutions unless you have to. Um, mm-hmm. Coming on, um, I think the other thing you're just saying about players coming across, you might say, okay, he's coming across. He's left him free to get some, you know, the ball out wide. Equally, you try and stop the threat initially because I said it's all good at well and good sort of looking at the free players. But if you let the players got the ball stroll through and have a shot and he scores, fine, you mm. mark the player who didn't have the shot. Yeah, yeah, I, I have to say, I, I was disappointed in the two goals that we um that we let in because I think you touched on it earlier that you know for the second goal, Kabori just doesn't get close enough. To Alanga to stop the cross coming in, you know, and again that was a problem, and, and that comes back to what we were just talking about: is that Kabore defensively is not is not as good maybe as Burke but going forward. He's probably the better option. Yeah, I mean Burke's obviously going to be injured now. I don't know how long for. Hopefully, more too. more defensive injuries, just what we need. Oh, they seem to add up, don't they? I mean, you got Osho coming back at least, but. Um... Got Mengi starting, which you probably wouldn't expect to be starting, but I thought Mengi had a decent game as well. Yeah, yeah, I thought Mengi did well. I thought Lox did. Did, did. Lox is just Lox is Lox. Yeah, Lox is your Lox is your solid seven out of ten every single week. And there's some mm. games that he may be an eight or nine, eight, nine or a ten, but I've yet to see him play a game where he's just not. Not there, not at the races, not like he's your I will put my body on the line, I will die for the cause kind of defender. And, and that is why he's the club captain. And that's why he's the club captain. Exactly. Uh but I thought Mengi did well. Dowdy, apart from the goal, I think did did decently. And he's coming again he, he came up against someone in Gibbs Way who, let's face it, has terrorized some bigger teams than Luton. I seem mm-hmm. to remember him against uh Arsenal, I think it was, tearing him tearing them apart. You know, so he's come up against bigger teams and, and done a job. So I think Doughty did all right. Nakamba, I mean, also, Nakamba. Also, I think we've got to have a look at the team because I said, for us, I think I said before, I thought it was a game we could get something from. But then you look mm-hmm. at it, they spent 150 odd million last season. They spent, I think, probably another 100 million this season. So you look at the difference in finances and we're competing with them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, they've spent all that money and there's what, a five point gap between the two teams? After yeah. Saturday's after Saturday's uh, result, it's nothing. Like Forrester, despite all the money they spent, are still very much in a relegation battle and in a relegation fight. Potentially, you know? I mean, I mean, I would say I've got a not lot. Potenti- of not potentially, they are. As of right now, they are yeah. one of maybe six, seven teams that mm-hmm. you look at and go. At this point in the season, you look at them and go, they could go down. Yeah, I mean, I think you've got... they, if, if they go down, if they go down, there's two teams that you look at, and you kind of look and go, if they go down, is there is there problems there? Is it like, is this more long term than short term? And that's Forest and Sheffield United. I think Sheffield United might just be okay because of parachute payments and everything else, and Forest might just make it, but they spend a lot of money. They spend a lot of money to be going back down to the championship. And Sheffield United, I think they sort of, you know, they need to go up the parachute payments because yeah. of the way the finance were working. Mm-hmm, exactly. I mean, Burnley, I don't think they're as bad, but they spent, again, some money. they spent some money, but I mean, they spent 
the the thing with the thing with Bernie, I think, is they've spent money, yes, but I think they've spent money on players that if they can show glimpses this season, even if they do go down, they could probably recoup what they've spent plus more on selling them on in the summer. I mean, obviously, the, the club you look at and thinking it'd be the most trouble if they go down is Everton. Oh, if Everton go down, and I I've spoke about this with Jared who's an evident fan. If, if they go down, they're in big, big trouble. And obviously, today, the news that Bill Kenwright passed away. Like, that that club is... If they go the down, you if they go down, you fear for them. You really... Like, that's a team that... I, I think it was... Was it was it Leeds years ago? They were at one point playing Champions League football and then all of a sudden, they got relegated to the yeah. to what the championship is now. I don't know what it was called back then. With the championship well, I think and, at one point, they dropped down to League One. League one, and then they went down to League One. Like you could totally see Everton doing that. If they went down, you could totally see them do that. Well, Sunderland did it, and this is um, because they went down. Another there. big team, yeah. And it, it's one of these things where I think a lot Man of these Man bigger City, teams, Man City Man, dropped two divisions as well. Yep, before before their influx of uh, of of oil oil money. I mean, it, obviously their fans. Things. Obviously their fans now won't remember it, or the sort of um, no vocal fans, but yeah. The older ones do very much, and I think they appreciate what they've got now. But a lot of the younger fans who are glory gotcha. hunting, yeah, glory hunting, don't don't seem to remember that at one point you were in League One. But it's one of these things where I think clubs just think. I I, I always remember hearing, and I don't know whether it was on TV or whether it was just kind of said around you know people I spoke about uh, football with that oh that team's too big to go down. No such thing. No such thing. And the problem is, if that's a mentality of a club, or oh, we're too big to go down, you could be in real fucking trouble. It well, could I mean, be a rude awakening. Look, look at the championship now. Okay, the top, but so if you got um, Leicester, Leeds, both too big to go down. Yeah. Okay, Le- in Leicester's case, definitely not for very long by the way they're going. But Even like, you look at like, when, when me and you were growing up watching football, like Derby County were one of the... We're, we're, we're a top flight side. And yeah. we're a pretty comfortable top flight side. Yeah, they flirted with relegation, but they were pretty... Like, they had some good players. They, they were a decent side. Notts County, who we often fought relegation with. You know? And you look at them now, and it's just kind of like, you're not too big to go down. And if you go down, you could be in real, real trouble. You need to, like, figure this shit out. And that's I one of the so- things that... It, it's nice after everything that we've been through as a football club. It's nice now to not have to worry about that. Yeah, because the, the way we the way we've done it, if we do go down, we've set it up nicely and we've got a good championship squad if we stay up fantastic as well. Yeah. And the way we're fighting, there's a chance we stay up. I'm still not totally convinced yet. I said we go down. I, I like I will never in no prediction will I ever say we're gonna go down, but I like I look at it and kind of go, it's 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 a tall task. But I, I just it, said that there's a chance. There's a chance. There's always a chance. You know, there's always a chance. Whatever. I mean, obviously, you've got a couple of issues. I mean, it's not really an issue, but uh, Saturday evening, if one or the other team wins in one game, we're back in the bottom three. That's because Burnley and Bournemouth are playing each other, so a win puts either above us. Yeah, but again, like, I think I spoke about this, like, when it was last week or one of the previous podcasts, you know, that as long as a gap doesn't start forming, 
Mm-hmm. You're, you're still there. Like, as I said, there's still only five points between us and Forest. And I think the yeah. teams even above them. I think there's a couple of teams on 10 points where on five. And then you look and you look at the start of the season that we had, not having a ground ready, you know, have, having to get to the stadium, having to start on the road, having our second game have to be rescheduled, starting against Brighton, who were who were a phenomenal last season in the Premier League. Uh, Chelsea, who were, you know, everyone expected to come back. West Ham, who were coming off a European victory. You know, it was a hard, it was a hard start to the season. It really was. You look at that, and now you go, okay, in the last five games, we've got five points. We're averaging a point a game in the last five games. And we should have more. And we probably should have more, yeah. Now that that'll probably end on Saturday, but or Sunday, sorry, Sunday, but you can see the as Rob Edwards has, has said before progression you know progression we need to you're, you're showing we're showing the signs of getting better and getting the grips of this league and whereas I think you and me probably think we don't stand much of a chance of getting a result on Sunday though I'd love one but I mean obviously Villa's home form but I mean obviously home forms you know forms are there for breaking but if we're not confident you can guarantee the team going to get thinking we fancy this oh yeah yeah, there's no way Rob Edwards has gone into that game thinking, okay, just roll over, lads. We'll get to the week after. Because the games don't get any easier now for the next couple of games. I think we've got Villa and then it was Liverpool, United. Well, like, United might be an easier one. United probably will be an easier one. But there's no, there's no, like, the, it's not getting any easier. And this league doesn't get any easier, unfortunately. And then you've you got, you got the semi, you've got the you know, Arsenal, Man City, Chelsea. Yeah. But you've also got Sheffield United and Bournemouth in there as well. Yep. Yep. And they're, I'll, I'll be honest, you're looking at those two games and going, lads, come on, like, stick the nail in the coffin, you know, with them two teams. Like, they're massive, massive games, you know, no, no matter what the results are against Villa, Liverpool, United, Arsenal, Chelsea, City. Like, if, if we don't if we don't pick up a point against any of those teams, pick up points against Bournemouth and Sheffield United. But I think it's a point is a point. So it's uh, obviously nobody's relegated by Christmas. And I said, we're not in the relegation zone either. So it's... Um... You're not? You're not relegated by Christmas? Oh, sorry. Nobody told Garth Crooks that, did he? Is that not, is, is that not mathematically possible? <laughs> Strangely enough, it's not. I did notice this team the week. He actually... So you thought Chris Woods might make it because the way Garth Crooks picks in the week is players who have scored goals. And you think, a player who scored two goals who put in there. However, that would mean he has to talk about us. Which means he has to talk about the comeback, mm-hmm. which means he'd be like, um, yeah, and then have to make some excuse. And so I think he just swerved it. Yeah, totally. Totally. It is. Uh, but yeah. He, 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 we, we spoke about pundits before, and I, 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 I've I said I, I, before as well, I think at this point it's just clickbait. They're just looking for clicks, they're looking for the engagement, you know, they're looking for the, the you know, the Luton fans to be up in arms. They're, they're looking for that because. They're obviously gaining something from it. The ones who are into shit trolling, I mean, you'd be great with them, but it's... Uh, ah, my people, my sort of people. Yeah. But, I mean, I think you, you do see some of the pundits now, some of the bit more of a clue. They are giving us a little bit of respect. Micah Richards? Yeah. So here's the thing. I didn't watch Match of the Day on Saturday because mm. obviously I'd seen the game. I didn't watch Match of the Day on Saturday. Um, it was just too much hassle having to get... The, everything set up to to watch it on BBC BBC's website, and so I didn't see the way it actually came across. But from reading it, Michael Richards obviously turned and said, "You know, 
we're very direct and you're playing to the strengths and there's something about Luton and you know we've we've got a chance and we're always in there with a chance and then it um Shearer said something along the lines of uh credit to Luton they didn't give up. Yeah. Which is it, it to, to my mind now is two weeks through maybe two of the last three weeks that he's basically just added a five second tidbit that like a throwaway at the end of it because he doesn't want to give us any real credit you know i mean that's I, what, and I, as, I, as i said i didn't watch it so it could have come across differently but that's the way it came across reading it that is i mean he, he did say well done loosen twice and i think well done at bayer with for the chance on those ones i think the way it works is i think we just pick up on it because obviously that first game he stays after bryson but i think so after the other games he's kind of um it depends on you've got one pun it might take a lead one might just chip in a few comments here or there and they probably take it in turns and apparently they think Burnley, they were absolutely very, very critical. I didn't bother watching that part of it, but it's, um, I mean, what I would say, with their editing, it made us look like we only had two shots at the end, but the commentary sort of um, seems to be a bit more generous on that. I mean, we had we had more of that. We had chance in the first half as well, I think. And... Someone someone needs to, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm sure the club has a striking coach. Uh, he needs to spend some serious time with Jacob Brown. Yeah. <laughs> like, serious time. <laughs> Well, thing is, I mean, Jacob Brown, I like I like him a lot for his work. Yeah, he's right just been when he's had the chances for him. The chance of for him to be thinking right, they're forced or anybody else. You think? I mean, sometimes it's just he almost hits it too perfectly or hits it down the goalkeeper's throat. But he's going to get a goal at some point. I fucking hope so. I was thinking I mean, that a couple. Of, I, I was honestly thinking that a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, ah, he'll score at some point. He'll get off the mark, and that'll be the start of it. And I think the same thing about Chio. Chio's got off the mark now. Brown, I'm just like, I'm not so sure. Like, is his finishing just maybe not that good? I, I, as I, you I, said, as you said, I like him. I like him as a player. He gives a lot. He's a ton of energy. He hustles and he, he hassles defenders, doesn't give him time in the ball. You know, everything about his game is fine, apart from the finish. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you got to move on to Villa, and it's, um, I think you mentioned, do you start Barkley? To me, personally, you don't start Barkley against Villa. You start with sort of you know, you start with probably the same two in midfield. Um, well, who, so you, that's why I was just going to ask you: Who do you start? Do you start with Pelly and Pelly and, and Nakamba? Yes, I think Nakamba is a given. Nakamba is probably one of the first names on the team sheet. It probably goes yeah. Locks, Nakamba, Morris. Yeah, and then you build around that. Yeah, Dowdy's doing really well lately. Yeah, yeah, but I, th I think you start probably sort of you know with Pelly and Nakamba. And then you sort of, you know, then you've got sort of a bark or something to bring on when you need to or something, or if you need to. I think so you need to keep, you need to keep it tight initially. I think. Do you go to five at the back, back to five at the back, or do you keep your four at the back? Um, depends who we've got fit, it, doesn't it? Really? It, it that, and that's what I was just about to say. Given that you will probably let, let's just say for argument's sake, we're picking the side. Burke's not fit. No. You know, he's not fit to play. Do you go with four at the back or do you go because my my concern is what you said earlier on. Kabore is not great defensively, but he's brilliant going forward. If we play four at the back, you're asking him to do a lot more defensively than you would probably like from him. Where if you play five at the back, you're basically saying, Look, get forward. But we don't we don't have we don't have three fit, fit centre backs, do we? Osho came through sixty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not fit. <laughs> Rob Edwards still has his football boot, right? <laughs> can we can we register him? 
I mean, unless you unless you want to start Joe Johnson, I'm thinking no, that would be a little bit unfair. I know I know he's paid for the under 18s or England under 18s, but you don't throw him in for a full debut. That's just unfair on him. No, you don't. Maybe maybe to to you go with what we the four that we said earlier on with Dowdy on the on the right, Locks, Mengi, and Jaws on the left. Yeah, well, I think Kabori probably over Giles. Kabori is yep. suspect defensively, but not that, not as suspect as that. The only thing you might do is you might double up and sort of, you know, say have Giles and Doughty, but then again, that means you're missing out on sort of um, Ogbeni or Brown. And that's uh, that's another question I was going to ask you. Like, if you do have to play, if you do have to play Kabori right back, and you know that defensively he's not as strong, do you stick Ogbeni from the left to the right? Because he seems to be switching sides anyway. Well, actually, but, it, 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 it did start more fullback, didn't it, on Saturday? So I suppose that, yeah, he started doubting on Ogbeni. There was times. Yeah. Like, there was times where I seen the lineup and it had Reese Burke right back. But then at one point during the first half, I looked and I went, no, they're definitely playing a back three just because the way Mengi, Locks, and Burke were lined up. But then there was other points where Burke did go out wide to the right hand side. But he's always done that from centre back anyway, sir. So. Yeah. Yeah, and he, yeah, exactly. He's always done that. He, it's just the way Luton play, you know. They've all, they they play with five at the back, but you know, it's always been a case of okay, we're five at the back, but when we're in possession, it goes to two. Burke moves out to the right, or goes the other way, and Bell, at least what well, was Bell at one point, goes out to the left, and Burke and Locks come in. And we've always done that, but the defensive stuff is, is the defensive stuff is worrying me because we're coming up against Ollie Watkins, and I'm still having nightmares about the last time Ollie Watkins played against us. Okay, can't remember that, but. Oh, I try. Like, I try to forget it. I oh, actively oh, try to forget it. Yeah, that, that was a, seven yeah. nil. Yeah, that was about oh, different. Seconds. He That's destroyed it. us that day. Like I remember sitting there going, <laughs> I remember watching that game and just being like, "How is he not in the Premier League?" Like he he worries me. Villa have a great side. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of players in the team you need to look out for, but Watkins is the one that I'm looking at going, "Don't don't fucking give him the chances that you gave." Forest on, on Saturday. How, who, who, was the last, who was the last striker we played? You actually texted, he worries me, you don't want to see his name in the team. Was it Calvert Loon? It was, yeah. And he scored. And we won. And we won, but he scored. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll take it. I'll take walking scoring all day if it means we win 2 1 or 3 1. He's in my dream team. So as long as we win or something, if he scores, that's fine. Watkins is in your dream team? Well, yeah, my fancy football team. Uh, so what can scores on Sunday? It's Nick's fault. Mm, no, because I mean, because he wants the points. None of that is it. I'm quite happy to have him to get no points there whatsoever. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> I'm not you. Nah, I don't bet my own team. I learned my lesson. <laughs> you haven't learned. Never your go, It never goes well. <laughs> nah. Um, but yeah, I mean, other news apart from that in the games, because it's um, we'll stop in a minute. Um, Glenn Ray has signed for um, National League South Worthing. I think, Jesus Christ, that's a hell of a signing for them, yeah. Like, when I seen it, I'm like, nah, that's gotta be a mistake. But I mean, I don't know what, like, do you think he's gone? Like, it, it's obviously a personal. Thing because I think someone said well, it's, it's non contract, and he, he was there in Nottingham on Saturday supporting us. Yeah, it, it, I think someone said along the lines of um, he it, it's it's close to where it's close to bright. Like, I don't know, 
I'm not going with British geography, but to someone said it's close to Brighton or close to that area. Yeah, it is. Maybe it, it may be just a completely personal reason, you know? It could fair, be. Yeah, so fair play. Fair play. It's never signed for them, but also it's non contract terms. So I think what you yeah. may have done is gone there, play a bit, keep, build up keep a bit. Keep his fitness up. If an offer comes in from a league club or even conference one, then you'll yeah. go. Yeah. And uh, I mean, nice. you say conference, but Glenn Ray is a player that, I'll be honest with you, if Luton were in League One, I think he could still do a job first yeah yeah you know he, he he's he's, he's well he's, that's what i said i said league he's one league yeah yeah he's a passable player he's a very very good player and he's like fair play to the national league south side because you know they've got a hell of a player in their team and you know i kind of glanced and seen they were just outside the playoffs and maybe he helps them get into the playoffs maybe he helps them get promoted but or maybe plays a few games plays a few plays games, a, plays a few games get gets yeah. contracts somewhere else you know yeah, not wish nothing but the best for Glenn Ray because he he was fantastic for Luton. Indeed, right, and um, that's about all we've got time for because I've just seen how long we've been going on for, and it's been going mm. way, way way too long for one game. We got five yeah. games this time last time, so I know, right? Yep. So I will see you next time as long as you don't suggest a game's uh, recording on a fucking match day. Do we have? Do we have a? Do we have a game next Tuesday? Don't think so. No. Okay. We're fucked if we ever get into the Champions League. No, we're not. You just don't have. You just don't can't, suggest. Can't it. record. Can't record Tuesdays. Can't record Wednesdays. Yeah, well, you just don't suggest it. You're making. You're making it so much. So so difficult, Nick. So difficult. <laughs> yeah. Well, you deserve it.